Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Joel Saves Big. If you do want to be a guest on my show, feel free to DM me at Joel Saves Big on Instagram. Hope you enjoy. Thank you all for joining in to today's episode of Joel Saves Big. Today I have Melon Murph from Fit and Funds. Melon Murph, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners? Yeah, of course. Um, we are Mel and Murphy, and we um are also known as, as you as Joel just um elaborated, Fit and Funds. Um, we are a couple who got out of two hundred twenty nine thousand dollars in debt, and we are really inspired to help all you guys out there to kind of hear our story and seeing that if we can do it, so can you. So that is why we're here, and we're excited to join Joel's um podcast. Thank you both. Um, what got you both started on your debt free journey? So our debt-free journey, we kind of hit a rock bottom moment. I don't know if Mark wants to share a little bit more about that. Um, and it kind of went from there. Yeah. He convinced me after it took me about a year or so to get on fully on board with the whole process, but it really started with yeah, I think, a revelation that Murph had. Yeah. And I think Joel, it got, it got to a point um, in our marriage. We like my wife, you know, just so kindly said we, we hit a rock bottom in our marriage um, about what, six, seven years ago. And um, got to a point that I I couldn't um, see myself supporting or more so being the man of the household as the, the the supportive husband and doing doing what I needed to do. And I just my I was failing at that position in our marriage, and uh, I felt like things were just crumbling. Um, our marriage was falling apart, finances, spiritually, fi- uh, physically, everything you can imagine. It was came to a point that I something had to change, and um, I was sitting in my my counselor's lounge at the time, waiting for him to come and get me, and something just hit me. Um, a, a specific program to get out of debt hit me all of a sudden. I don't know where I got the name from or the even a program in general. I just kind of immersed myself into the the um, the, the information to gather more insight about who this person was who who got millions of people out of debt. And I'm over here like, wow, like if they can do it, why can't I do it? So I brought it to Melissa's attention, and I was super enthusiastic disseminating this information to Melissa. But she got to a point that she just didn't want to hear it. <laughs> it was, you know, it's just, just um, knowing, just kind of envisioning me coming so enthusiastically to my wife to for, say, here's a plan. We have the, we have a program that's going to save us, you know, and then she just kind of, sh- sh- I'm sh- shooting it down. And that was definitely something to, to kind of, um, you know, allow myself to um, absorb. But, um, you know, as time progressed, we um, got on board finally after maybe about a year and um, the rest is history. Awesome. How many flowers did you have to give Mel to convince her that this is a great, this crazy idea is a great idea? That is funny. I think I, um, I think I substituted um, patience with flowers, to be honest. And um, <laughs> I know. Yes. And, let, and letting her do what she <laughs> got to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I see. Um, something that stands out to me, um, which I resonate with is fit and funds. Um, but faith is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's hard to not talk about faith when, when I, when I look at your page and, and mm-hmm. I, I'm a believer myself. And again, this is, I understand this state a personal finance, just your story, but it's hard to tell your story without that. How has that looked in, in terms of your relationship, like with faith and growing like in your church community? That's such a good question. Um, I'm so, I'm so glad you brought that up, Joel. Um, yeah, I think that the faith aspect was um, in, imperative to the max, like, um, other than just, you know, obviously being um, disciplined around our finances, faith is what's the number one thing. Um, our, you know, like, you know, so glad you said you're a believer because we are too, we've been believers for a while. And um, I think one thing that we we, we saw that kind of um, pushed us and propelled 
helped us in our journey was being faithful around our tithing. That's something that we always did from day one. And I think that really sustained us throughout our journey because if we didn't do that, I don't think we would have been be talking to you today and being free financially. And but yeah, we, we did a lot of things surrounding about God and, and you know just the kind of understanding his purposes around finances. And that's something that we try to um you know intertwine within our message to, to people, even though we don't say it specifically, but we kind of make sure that God's shown in our in regards to our message because that 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 is so huge um and i just i can't i can't stress enough about the tithing aspect it's something that i i highly recommend anyone who are who's believers in general to really put that first man because we had we had a uh we call it a miracle book that we carry with us joe believe it or not every miracle that that happened while we tied through our journey we have like pages upon pages so little things from um, you know, bonuses from people giving us checks or checks from um, on previous jobs. It just came mysteriously through the mail and through, through you know, on our account because we were faithfully tithing. And that's something that we get to now look back on that Melissa so graciously kept and was consistent in writing every single miracle that took place in regards to our tithing and being faithful throughout our journey. Yeah, and I guess our, our goal, I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that because our goal, um, you know, Fit and Funds is not to be preachy and, you know, we both grew up in church and it was a little bit shoved down our throats, but more mm -hmm. of just like a lifestyle. Like this is how we live. This is the freedom in your finances and, you know, relationships and um, physically, spiritually, emotionally, the way that you can live, like the way that we're meant to live is an abundant life, you know? And so we just really hope that our desire is for people to see that like living example of just like what they can have through a relationship with God, of course, you know, but um, that's what's worked for us. So for sure. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing is like not being a, a slave to money. Um, mm. But in terms of that, is, is all debt bad debt? That's is so that that's man, you, you're hitting us with some good questions, man. So I want to let, let me step, step back a little bit because if when we were actually initiated, um, really immersed into the, our debt free journey, we thought every single debt was bad, and debt is bad. But when it comes to let's, let me just give you an example like credit cards now, we, we utilize credit cards now, but keep in mind, we don't have a balance at all that we carry. We use a credit card when we have the funds in our accounts and we pay that money back. Um, you know, whenever it hits our account, when it, whenever it's um, come from the pending stage, when it's actually actively a balance in our, in our credit card statement. But another thing about debt too, um, and it's crazy how we're talking about this because we just bought a home recently. Um, we're, we're, we're new homeowners and that's gonna be debt, right? That's a mortgage. But we're, we're looking at that as an asset because we're gonna be intentionally paying that off as fast as possible before a 30 day, I'm sorry, before the 30 year um, note is ex expired. It's like one of those things that, we look at utilizing our um, credit cards and all see the, the home mortgage as an asset, because if we, if, we, if we didn't utilize credit cards the way that we did within the last year and a half, we would not have had the credit score to get to where we are today, even though there's all there's all the alternative methods, but we didn't want to go that route because it would have took longer. But the reason why I'm saying this, Joel, and I'm so glad you asked that question, because um, we're, we're at a stage in our lives now that we have changed, and let me emphasize that we have changed our patterns of how we look and utilize money on a daily basis. So if if, if we didn't learn the, the, the tactics and the principles around finances and how to budget and do all these other things, we would have been um, bad stewards of our money. We would have been really, you know, still carrying over balances, having debt service and in, um, in ratios. 
um, way higher than, than we need to, but we have now utilized credit to a point of being um, taken advantage of it. So it actually increases our credit worthiness to get to the home that we are today. So not all, generally speaking, debt is bad, but you have to, it starts with the, the, the behavior change. Because if that doesn't change, it doesn't matter what you do, you're gonna, you're gonna not be good stewards with your money if you have not changed that behavior around your finances initially. I, I resonate with that so, so, so well, so much um, in terms of like a credit card is not bad, but the the outcome of using a credit card can be bad. Yes. Um, and, and that's, I think that's, that's well put um, even for those, like for those listening, like, again, this is, I want, I'd like to make it clear every podcast that this is not a financial advice call. It's just, I'm just hearing Mel and Murph's story and you guys are just tagging along. Something that is in the foreseeable future for me, I'm only 23, not married, um, married for 11 years, baby cooking, um, house cooking, did have a, a miscarriage. And, and I, I know it's in the miracle book, Mel, um, another baby cooking. Um, how did that look in terms of preparing your finances for a family? That's a really good question. So I think for both of us, we kind of came in agreement of we wanted to be debt free before we had kids. Um, just because, you know, our own childhood, we both came from families that kind of struggled with money. And so it was our desire to kind of clean up our finances and get things in order before we started a family. So I think that that was, that was, a, that was our why when we were paying yep. off debt, it took us five years to, to pay it all off. But that's what we envisioned for our family was, you know, we didn't want to pass on the burden of debt to our kids and our children's children. You know, we want them to learn how to grow wealth and um, leave a legacy and, you know, pass on an inheritance to their family. Yeah. Um, and just to piggyback off that, Joel, um, you know, we're, we're all about a business of ch changing the trajectory of our family tree. And in order for us to do that, we had to break a generational curse. And that's something that was, um, you know, on us for a long time, you know, up into our mid thirties. And it's this uh, early to mid thirties and it's, it's broken. You know, yeah. it's, excuse me, chill saying that it's mm -hmm. broken. Um, gosh, this is crazy. I'm saying that, but it's just, yes, yeah, so just answer your question, my friend. It's just, it's allowed us to now put us in a financial situation that's going to, um, you know, have our baby boy start to start his journey where our ceiling is. Mm -hmm. So our ceiling is now, but our ceiling is his foundation. His floor. Yeah. It's crazy. So mentioned you're, you're on the business of changing the trajectory of our family tree how has your relationship with family and close friends looked while you both were so aggressive for five years 60 months um paying off six figures of debt yeah um guys that's another good question i think um so when we first initiated fit and funds with Hage and everything we didn't really tell people um about our journey um especially our family members i guess because you know you know, when it comes to talking openly with our family members about our finances, there's a sense of, how do I say it? I'm just trying to say it in the, in the right way, but it was a sense of kind of not perceiving us the way that we maybe want to be perceived. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, like I said before, breaking a generational curse. But um, we, yeah, so we didn't, we didn't really talk to them about our financial journey, but as we did open up um, Fit and Funds and kind of ex expose that to the world, we got some good, you know, some good feedback from them, but it was still never something talked about directly. Would you agree, babe? Or, mm -hmm. yeah. So, 
Yeah, and that's something that I've struggled with as well. Like even with my fan, friend, close friends and family, mm-hmm. is I, I resonate with that. Is like if you if I talk about paying off debt or if I talk about money that is owed, it equates to Joel is broke, poor, mm-hmm. um, living paycheck to paycheck, yeah. and, and needs handouts. Yeah. Um, but th- but what I'm trying to do is to let others know why I'm not spending sixty dollars on steak. Instead, buying a steak from the grocery store to make at home. So I'm still enjoying myself, um, but not to the extent that they are because, hey, um, friend one, like you also have student loan debt. And and like I've inspired one of my friends now, like I, I know he's listening um, that, and he was like, how did you, like, why did you get started? Like, why are you doing this? Like, just pay your minimums. And I'm like, yeah, I can pay my minimums. Um, but for my three years of school, I'll be paying that for the next 15. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we, we definitely, um, we had to say no a lot. I mean, I think we kind of lived in not isolation, but a little bit of, we just weren't able to, we chose, we chose to live below our means and not, you know, go out to dinner all the time or, you know, kind of just keep up with, with Joneses. yeah. And uh, honestly, through the journey, a lot of our relationships and friendships changed. Mm-hmm. And our circle got smaller, Joel, yeah. for sure. But a small circle is not a bad circle. It's a stronger one. It is. And it's very intimate. So, yeah. For sure. Uh, Mel, you mentioned that you had a lifestyle change and you said no to things. Um, Were there things that you said yes to or did you both remain bare bones throughout your debt-free journey process? Um, I think it kind of came down to like evaluating, you know, wants over needs, which again, it goes back to what Mark was saying, like kind of retraining your mindset retraining your behavior but you know when we when we sat down to do a budget when we still sit down to do a budget we always kind of list out like our wants and needs and sometimes it's like well that can wait if it's a you know I want a new pair of like shoes that is just kind of a want like but then there's other things where it's like you know I value going to get my nails done or I want to do this you know and so it's like we were able to make room in our budget for those types of things like you know, we both like to work out and exercise at the gym. So we didn't let go of our gym membership, you know, maybe for someone else that might be an option, you know, and they want to keep cable or, you know, so it's just, it's a personal choice, you know, your lifestyle and what you're willing to kind of give up for a period of time or, you know, for good, like we don't even have cable anymore. We haven't had cable for a long time and that's just, you know, our choice and we learn to live without it. So you kind of just adjust through the process. I see. While paying off your debt, did did you both either either of you have additional sources of income outside of your full time job? I know on your website, for those listening, you can find it at fitinfunds.com. Um, they do offer a free thirty minute discovery call there. Um, is there any sort of like side hustles that you both took on to be able to pay off this debt quickly? Quickly. Oh yeah, yes, most definitely. Um, so one thing one thing that I threw myself into was um, driving for Uber. And I did that for a long time um, in alignment with Lyft, uh, which is also, you know, a driving um, gig, um, you know, job that you can actually initiate. Um, and also I did DoorDash. So all three of those I did. And I think the reason why I chose Uber, which was an initiation of me kind of going outside of my full-time job for a side gig, because I, lo- I love people and I love driving. And it's, I got along with a lot of people. So I just put two or two together and I made a lot of money um <laughs> doing uber and lyft so it's in on aussie doordash shoot doordash came more like i think 
uh, probably at the end of 2019, right before the, you know, the whole thing that occurred last year. But um, yeah, so those three things is what I threw myself into. Um, and lastly, which is surprising, might you know, might you you know think about this one is doing Facebook Marketplace, selling things on there. That's something I did too, and made made fairly a good amount of money there. Something that just laying around at home that we don't use anymore, and something that we see we can still see that there may be value for someone else. So those four things is what we initiated. I, I love that. And something that I personally struggle with, with Murph, I think you can resonate with is why are you driving for Uber and Lyft? You're, you're better than that might be some feedback that like, that's some feedback that I've gotten. Um, like, like you're a grown man, you know, you have a full-time job. Why would you? Um, but, but tuning out the hate and understanding that, Hey, I have a goal, um, for, for my family and this is what I'm going to do. And that's, I think that that really stands out to me. Wow. Joel. Um, you hit, you hit you hit something, man. I, I get I got chills again. So you saying that because that's something I had to struggle, how to get over that hump. Uh, because you, you said it perfectly. You said, I'm better than this. I can do XYZ. And picking up these topics, you know, you know, I mind you, I lived in the Bay Area. So this is like the you know the the money capital, the tech capital of the the, the nation, right? Yep. So I'm picking up um executive from Google, from Apple, all these big tech companies. And I'm just looking back at them, I'm like, wow, like. I can be in that position. I can actually work with those companies, but here I am. And I had to get over that. I really had to put a stance on my, why am I doing this? It's not about, you know, me doing this for X lot of time. It's actually temporary. So I was doing it for a bigger purpose. And once I actually extracted my feelings and emotions out of that and really posted a why and let that consume me, that uh, the, all the rest was over. And I could just kind of perceive and per per propel myself into where I was going, which is today. And now I work for one of those tech companies now. So mm. it's incredible. I'm, I, it just gives me chills. Like, it's just crazy how the 180, I'm, the patience that initiated me seeing, you know, the reflection of who I could be. And here I am working with one of those major prominent tech companies. It's so crazy. So, Mel, personal question for you, because my girlfriend, hopefully, God willing, future wife is listening. Um, <laughs> what did, what were your thoughts when, when Murph was going out um, after work? doing all these side hustles like you wanted home you want him home but you also know that you have this money to pay yeah just listening to him speak I'm emotional because <laughs> I'm just so grateful how far you know we've come and when you're in the moment and you're like going through it you don't really understand it like why do we have to do this you know there were nights where I would be working full-time and we wake up at five five in the morning to commute and Murph would be out like doing Uber and Lyft <laughs> till like midnight, you know? And I'd be texting him like, I can't sleep, I come home. Like, I'm worried that you're on the road, you know? So um, it was it was hard, but I think it was like, once we put a date on the end date of, you know, our goal specifically getting out of debt. And then, you know, Murph, like we paid cash for his bachelor's degree. So we put it on the wall and we were like, okay, this is the end date. And so that kind of gave me like, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel to say, okay, like we're going to be doing this for X amount of time. And like, we can just go full force with it. Or, you know, when Murph was um, in school, it was like, okay, well, we, he had an end date on that. And so after that point, things were going to change for us, but you know, it's, it's hard when you're in it. Cause it's like, sometimes you never see that, like, is this ever going to end? Like, is it ever going to get better? You know, yeah. but it does. I mean, here we are today, like Murph just shared. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm just like floored, you know? So it's crazy, but for sure, no pain, no gain. It's, it's yeah. tough. 
Yes. If I know we're running short on time and I, I want to talk so much more. So hopefully in season two, we can, we can connect again. Um, but for both of you, if you met a stranger, what is one thing that you would tell them about personal finance? I think, you know, learn as much as you can. Like there's so much free content on the internet. I mean, even listening to this podcast, right you know, gather those little nuggets from, you know, social media or, you know, what you're reading online or books and just soak it up, learn it as early on as you can. I mean, we wish we would have learned this like back in our twenties. When we're his age. Yeah. (laughs) But unfortunately we didn't, you know, and I think the other thing is I would just say is like, start tracking your money. So when income comes in, track it, when it goes out, track it. So that's just another word for budgeting. Yeah. And Joel, for me, um, number one thing I can think of when you ask that question is surround yourself with like-minded people. Because to go back to what we were talking about, about why we never really got to the point of disseminating information to our friends or even family, because, you know, we didn't want them to perceive us in a way that looked down and they couldn't really understand. They couldn't comprehend why we were doing it. So surround yourself with like-minded people who actually are pursuing that financial goal of getting out of debt and building wealth, buying a house, whatever have you, because that's going to really um, give you and empower you to the point of pursuing what you need to do. Because if you don't, if you don't have a why in front of you and you don't have the people surrounding you, it's going to be very, very difficult. It's going to be a more rigorous role than it already is with that. So I, I highly suggest you guys out there listening to surround yourself with some good like-minded people going the same direction you are, and make sure you have a strong W-H-Y-Y. Y. So. Awesome. And, and for those listening, it, if you if you want to get in touch with the Power Couple, you can find them at Fit and Funds. Um, they, they do offer a lot of great things on their, on their uh, Instagram page as well as their website at fitandfunds.com. Thank you both again for your taking time out of your evening to speak with me. Thank you, Joel, so for much. having us. Appreciate it. Thank you again for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to follow today's guest, the link is in the show notes. If you haven't already, it'd be greatly appreciated if you can follow the podcast on the platform that you're listening on. Just a reminder that personal finance is personal and it's not like the average Joel.